0: Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets, and we've got myself, Ed Russo, and
1: and meteorologist Tom Russell here. Ed, always great to catch up with you. Uh, believe it or not, as folks listen to this, we still haven't been with each other in person in three months, right?
0: Yeah, I did see Steve tonight. I did see Steve. Um, as
1: we're recording this, yes, yeah, uh, you, um, you did. Uh, I looked for you guys. I didn't see you. So
0: yeah, I didn't see uh, you hopefully too. Hopefully soon. So we all, and and you'll hear about this, Um, so we're recording this obviously the night that it happened, but you'll, um, we did a little parade in front of uh, Rob Hanrahan's house. You know, who's doing much
1: better? Doing uh, he much actually better. came out and uh, we had the help of uh, some local fire companies, and they brought their trucks and uh, we had a whole bunch of cars, and it was just really, really neat. And uh, a nice tribute to, uh, to Rob as he recovers, and we appreciate all your thoughts and prayers. And, and uh, the good news is he's doing fa- he looked fantastic yeah, he's,
0: you know it's amazing. Last week you know, Stacy tweeted a picture, and Rob is just standing there straight great posture he looked great he looked phenomenal and you wouldn't even know that he had suffered
1: massive heart attack a
0: massive heart attack and 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 a huge turnaround so that was that was a big scare for everybody especially stacy and their son van and and rob and they're all doing absolutely fantastic and they were all standing outside it really was touching because you know i i I don't think rob had any idea this was happening and you got to imagine how son how excited is you know van probably was i know
1: fire trucks are going by your house and they're blowing their whistles and stuff it was yeah. fun
0: so that it was, was you know and it was a great big group gathering you know even some of our competitors showed up which was really touching. Yeah, i mean that, that's cool. awesome you know and it's it's it really shows you that you know when we say we're all in this together i mean it's serious you have your comp- competition showing up in support right of, of yeah. what rob you know went through and and so Just happy a, to see his recovery so
1: a great know, it was community. a big
0: gathering of people that we all hadn't seen in a very long time. So I saw Steve Knight for the first time. And
1: well, was... I'm sorry I didn't get to see you guys. Yeah. You know, I rushed after the 6 o'clock news to get there, so maybe I, I was know,
0: You must line. have got there at the last second because we, <laughs> yeah. we were all instructed exactly how to file in line to, for the parade because we had to go through a couple of traffic lights. You know you know how yeah.
1: it is. <laughs> when you get... I, that was kind of fun going through the red light there. Yeah, it was all legit. We the promise only legal
0: time you can do it. <laughs>
1: Yes, exactly. Well, we know that uh, you tune in for uh, meteorological uh, talk and information, so let's start with the obvious, and that's our heat wave. Uh, As we sit here and record this, we're just embarking on the beginning of what could be a very long heat wave. And uh, we're looking at, you know, temperatures at 90 plus plus a lot of humidity. So the thing about this heat wave is it's not, you know, individual days reaching record highs. It's about the duration. This thing could last a week. It could last 10 days. So uh, even if we don't hit 90 every day, we're at 89. We're going to be way above average, which is mid 80s. And uh, we're going to be that way for a week, right?
0: Yeah. And I think our average highest daily temperature is, what, 86.
1: 86. So yeah. uh, I jotted this down for our show here is that uh, Meteor or climatologically if you look at the whole year the hottest stretch is July 5th through July 23rd. So a lot of people when they think about the heat of the summer They always talk about uh, You know August and the dog days and all that the peak as far as the heat is actually the middle part of July So July 5th to July 23rd, which is next week. Here we go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, and it, it definitely feels like it. So um, I, I do these segments, uh, called get up, get active, which encourage people to go out and, you know, get active and, you know, to the Clever parks, you know, what not really fun segment. Tom, you said you're jealous.
1: I, I am. Cause you know, I like getting out and doing the hiking and stuff, but so you get to do it and get paid for it. Yeah, so. <laughs> I
0: know. And that was exactly the case, uh, t- today. Cause we went, uh. So one of our photojournalists, uh, Nathan Yergis he, he was along with me to film. We went to Pine Grove Furnace State Park. It was hot. It was 90 yeah. degrees. We went on a hike where, you know, we're, we're walking up a steep hill or mountain to the very top. Have you been to Pole Steeple, correct?
1: I have not. I saw your picture you oh posted. My gosh, I have not. It, you, it looked you, a lot you, like Hawk Rock. I yeah, mean. the
0: view is insane. So take take a ver- imagine a very steep path and walking... At a very 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 intense incline and uh-huh. nathan was somehow able to carry a 15 i'm guessing the cameras are 15 20 pounds oh easy yeah yeah and he carried that thing the whole way up you know
1: wait you didn't help him come on man
0: hey i carried the gopro i was I, <laughs> which is <laughs> i, I think eight GoPro. ounces <laughs> <half a pound. laughs> all right we don't know what yeah, kind no, of guy. I, I, right. he's a trooper he i can't believe he did that but you know, got to give you know, you know, you see the talent on TV, but the people out, you know, the photojournalists, the photographers the scene, out there yeah. taking the video, uh, and, and getting the shots. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a job where you need a lot of skill because it requires strength, right. it requires endurance, good yep. back, good shoulders. Let, yeah.
1: Let's go back to the heat wave. Um, so, what we're looking at is. Uh, I was trying to find the last time we had a stretch like this because, you know, it's one thing to get three or four hot days in a row. It's a whole different story to do seven, eight, nine, ten days in a row. So uh, Harrisburg had a stretch of 10 straight 90-degree days from July 3rd to July 12th back in 2012. So, of course, you know, the basic metric we use is is reaching 90. So there could be some days where I only touch 89 officially or whatever, but... Um, so we'll see if that stands, but that that's quite a stretch. If you have 10 straight days of 90 plus, and again, we haven't done that in eight years. 2012 was the last time we did that kind of stretch.
0: Yeah, that was, um, yeah, so I, I mean, typically a heat wave is, is three days or more.
1: Right, of um, 90 plus.
0: But, yeah, this was, you know, when you go 10 days of 90 degrees or more, that's pretty impressive. And I think we had a couple impressive stretches last summer, too, but nothing that— Well, yeah, I was going to bring that up.
1: Great. I went back and looked at the July last year. We had uh, a whole week. We had a seven-day stretch of 90 plus, and and not just 90, but like, you know, 94, 95. Um, so last July was really, really hot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was that, yeah, and I think we got to a heat index of 110, was it? Some of those days. Uh, I know we got close to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: And of course, that's when we factor in the humidity. And and so far, as we record this, summer has not been all that bad as far as the humidity goes. That's going to change as we go forward. Yeah. Um, The flip side of this, Ed, let me bounce this off you. We're getting pretty dry. We were doing the stats for, Jan- uh, for June and the first half of June, you know, we we're getting rain every three or four days. We had no problem. But the second half of June and now pushing in July, we're really dry and getting yeah. drier.
0: Yeah. And, you know, so, so drought's a concern. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the really good thing that alleviates drought is a widespread rainfall. But the, but the, the pattern, at least as we go through the weekend, it, the storms are going to be very spotty. Yeah. You know, and they're going to be set off by these little disturbances that ripple around areas of high pressure because high pressure you typically think of, you know, as uh, areas of of calm weather where nothing's going on. But we have this big, massive area of high pressure in place. It's keeping things on in the large scale quiet. But these little disturbances kind of ripple around the high that can Mm -hmm. touch off some showers and thunderstorms. And we call that in meteorology terms, the ring of
1: fire oh it sounds so intimidating
0: yeah yeah it's it it may sound worse than it is but we get these little so a big ridge of high pressure you think of the jet stream where you get this big ridge as this heat builds across the eastern u.s so little ripples of energy go around that ridge and spark off some thunderstorms which obviously can get pretty intense in terms Mm -hmm. of heavy rain lightning Uh, but they're diurnally driven. They're usually driven by the heat a- of the afternoon sun. So typically, these storms don't produce damaging winds. They don't produce tornadoes. They're your drenching thunderstorms. That one part of the area will see, but then the other areas that don't get dry, that don't get anything will will remain parched.
1: And the other part of that is it doesn't cool you off. When they're done, it's just as steamy as before.
0: It actually feels <laughs> worse. You know, exactly you hit, right you get a thunderstorm like a steam bath it feels good in the moment you know how there's a lot of things like that we like to self-indulge feels good in the moment but then afterwards it feels terrible well right like that's the way these that's storms are because it feels good in the moment nice and refreshing but then afterwards it just feels steamy and
1: disgusting yep and that's that's the only kind of relief now, if I go out in time, I do see the pattern starting to break down uh next weekend. so I'm talking about July eleventh and twelfth it starts to break down. but again that's that's a good week or more of uh, incredible heat.
0: yeah yeah so and and usually when we get to those pattern changes, it usually comes with a more significant event. That's when we can see our stronger thunderstorms. Right. Um, we need a cold front or something to come yeah, through. Yeah, but you know that's that's still more than ten days out. But a, a, any storms, you know, I think at least through the weekend are looking to be um, the big threat going to be the very very heavy rainfall and obviously the the lightning. Um, right. But other than that, not not looking at any major severe weather from these.
1: All right, so let's transition from that into June, which was a remarkable lack of severe weather. I think you and I mentioned it a couple times here on the podcast. But the stat that came out of it uh, for uh, Harrisburg in particular, but central PA and all of PA, just one tornado in Pennsylvania for the whole month. So that was the fewest since 2009 when there were no tornadoes. Um, so, I mean, we don't get a lot of tornadoes, but we usually have something, um, you did a survey, which, you know, was tornado warned, but ended up being straight line winds in
0: Halifax a a few weeks back. So I think that that was back in uh, mid June
1: Mm, mid-June, but we really haven't had much. So, I mean, fortunate with all this COVID stuff going on and and everything that uh, we've been dealing with otherwise, it's been a blessing that we haven't had a lot of severe weather. So, I just think that really stands out to me. If you look at it nationally, uh, April was pretty active. uh, And then in May, and if you remember back in the uh, uh, the Midwest, they had the uh, tropical storm uh, Cristobal that moved through, brought a lot of flooding and stuff. But really, other than that, the whole spring season has been unusually quiet as far as severe weather goes. Yeah, so that's and amazing. T- and
0: typically, we see our worst severe weather events in, in April and May and beginning of June. But So we're kind of past our prime there. I mean, we still get stuff in July, don't get me wrong, and even August. But it's typically, right. a lot of the storms, I like to refer to them as more garden variety. Right, you know. Right, and then late summer uh, we start to watch uh, the tropical systems.
1: You mentioned it before, though. When we when we do break a hot pattern like this, it, it could be uh, quite a round of feisty stuff. So right. don't don't let your guard down. All right, and Let me throw this one at you. Remember, we were talking on the podcast the last week week before. What happened to all that Saharan dust? It was supposed to be such a big deal. It didn't. It kind of petered out. Would you yeah, say? It kind what do you of think? Petered
0: out as it worked to the north. I mean, the south got the great sunsets, but I mean, usually. Uh, You know, and and we didn't mention this, but, you know, uh, obviously people with uh, respiratory problems, you know, with all that dust flying around can cause issues there. Um, And there were some alerts. I think there were some air quality alerts down in Texas, parts of the Deep South. But usually we don't see that problem with the Saharan dust because it disperses as it crosses the Atlantic
1: um so but it did make it across the atlantic so do you yeah. think it just dispersed as it moved out of the southeast and yeah, north so, well,
0: yeah it looks like it went you know it went through the southeast and then it lifted north where it dispersed even more
1: because yeah. i kept waiting yeah. i did hear a couple of reports of, of jersey maybe or delaware somebody yeah. seeing yeah. um but it, you know i think in our minds we were kind of picturing this big whole sky covered kind of thing and yeah, i think we're, it was seeing just them. A, we're seeing
0: a lot of them down right. south you know, it just
1: didn't it didn't play out like that yeah, for it didn't,
0: us. Didn't didn't make it here. So a um,
1: couple of thoughts with the heat wave. Um, you know, one of the things the National Weather Service has really been uh, focused on is people who, you know, forget and, and God forbid, leave their 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 kid in the back seat as they go in and, and do work or they leave the pet in the car. Um, you know, we you and I have been showing some graphics about how the the car just heats up in no time mm-hmm. in a in a situation like this. So you know how they have uh, turn around don't drown and yep, when thunder roars so. goes indoors. Yep. Now the new mm-hmm. one is look before you lock, meaning before you lock yeah. your car, you look behind that, you. That, and that, some of the, the new vehicles are actually they're actually having a, it's like a little ding or a little alarm that goes off um, that kind of forces you to go Turn around and look. I don't know whether it's based on having a car seat back there or something, but there's right, new technology right. like that.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's it's amazing. But I, I gotta say, you know, no one is immune to this. And I always tell people, if you're gonna go on an errand in heat like this, I know right. this is this is not this heat is not anything that's absolutely ridiculously abnormal. It's summer. Right. We get right. this hot, but people need to understand that you know when you go, you know, I always try to tell them to plan so that if you're gonna take your pets and your kids with you, make sure where you're going, you can take them out of the car with you. Right. Um, Because, and it's not, you know, and I'm not, I don't wanna judge anybody here, but this is a very seemingly trivial thing that can get out of hand really fast. I mean, I mean, think about it. A lot of people say, oh, I'm just gonna be a minute. Right. I'm just gonna be a minute. And then they they run into the store and they see somebody that they haven't seen in, in a year and they strike up a conversation yeah. for five minutes.
1: Such and a simple scenario. Such but a simple deadly. scenario.
0: And five minutes is enough to get into catastrophic heat related illness, especially with a yeah. pet or a toddler or, or somebody who's elderly who doesn't have the ability to, to move. Um, right. So it's, it's something that can happen very easily. And there are very responsible people out there that can succumb to something like this. You know, it's, it's, I I hate to say that I, I can't stand the attitude where people say, Oh, I would never do that. Well, right. You might.
1: Circumstances occur. Right.
0: And and, Um, and you don't think you you would do it because you've never dealt with the consequences yet, but that's why you always have to have to, you know, you know, make sure you plan with an overabundance of caution because seemingly innocuous things like this can turn deadly fast.
1: And a uh, correlation to that, we we're talking in the newsroom, you know, normally during a heat wave like this, municipalities or uh, townships will set up cooling stations, mm-hmm. places where Elderly can go, or if you don't have air conditioning, you can go, they encourage you to go to the mall, for example, and walk around and stay in the air conditioning. Uh, unfortunately with COVID, uh, hands are kind of tied. We're not able to set those kind of things up. So we really need you during this heat wave to check on uh, the elderly, anybody who's vulnerable, anybody who doesn't have access to air conditioning and, and help them find a, a way to cool off. Um, because as you mentioned it, it's, it's not that each day is a crazy hot, but over three, four or five days of this, this heat and you don't have a way to get relief, it can really, uh, it can wear on your, on your body. Yeah,
0: yeah, Ken, you know, this is, it sounds so doom and gloom when we give this advice, but you know, right now is unfortunately a period of time where we have to be on our guard yeah. with the uh, mounting issues that we have at our hands today.
1: <laughs> That's a good way to put it. All right, let's turn away yeah. from the doom and gloom here, real quick. I'll uh, put you on the spot, my friend. How does Ed Russo cool off? What do you like to do? Like, you have a uh, drink? Yeah, the, water, you the
0: a... water. I'm a water yeah, like, guy, so I head so... to the Jersey Shore. <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> Or I, or I go inside to the AC. Um,
1: <laughs> All Jersey right, now what if to... you? What about like a drink? Like, a, are you a like an ice cream guy? Or are you a slushy guy? What, what's your you go-to? Know, sh-
0: you know actually I was interesting i'll i'll get to that that in a second but uh, yeah like like a cold thing like ice cream and heat, like dairy and heat just do not mix well to me <laughs> so it just it just I, I don't like it um but uh yeah, so I, I you know something refreshing that that's not high in sugar that's not my healthy attitude talking I, there's just nothing like water,
1: seriously, <laughs> yeah. I just think that's so boring. So boring. It
0: is. It is. But, you know, when you're truly thirsty, like when I was out, you know, at Pine Grove Furnace State Park today, I was staring at the lake water and I didn't have a drink with me. I forgot to bring a bottle of water. And like, man, this lake water looks really good right now. (laughs) So I would have been been all for a nice little bottle of fresh water. (laughs)
1: That's funny. That's funny. Well, I'm more of a, a slushy guy. You know, yeah. where I grew up, we always had Seven Eleven, so Slurpee was uh, was my my dream. Um, so now with Turkey Hill and stuff, uh, usually uh, a, a Coke slushy is my favorite. Hey, so. don't get
0: me wrong. If I'm if I'm burning hot and sweating, and I have that in yeah. front of me, I'm not going to deny it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, that's good to know. I know yeah. you, you try to stay on the healthier side. actually, your
0: one one real neat place to cool off. And this is a get up, get active segment that will be okay. airing on Friday. Um, so it's, uh, if you ever been to Indian Echo ta- Caverns. Oh cave yeah, that's is a 52 cool 52 degrees. degrees, right? Yeah, the cave is 52 degrees year round. The weather is the same year round. Um, and the funny thing is, this was the funny story that I wanted to tell you. We filmed it uh, a couple weeks ago. And okay. I, I walked in the cave And I almost immediately had to, had to walk out of the cave because I got this overwhelming sense of claustrophobia. Really? Yeah. I've always had claustrophobia. I've always like, I've, I I don't like, it's not like if I'm in a crowd, I have an issue. But elevators, you know how when you get in an elevator and everyone continues to file in, it's like, all right, there's enough people in here. We, we, we just, <laughs> like, I, I've had a couple times where, I, you know, I get in the elevator first and I'm in towards the back and people will just continue filing. in. I'm like, all right, we've got to be over the weight limit right now. And I'll just flip <laughs> out and say, all right, everybody move. I got to get out of here. I've had to do that a couple times because if the elevator has windows, fine. But if it doesn't, I, yeah. I just oh my gosh, just the thought of being right, trapped. Well, and Back to
1: Indian Echo Caverns. There, there's plenty of space there. You know, I mean, and
0: even even the big rooms. Yeah. You know, the big rooms were... Um, Open. I still got, you know, I had the feelings of uneasiness because, you know, you don't see any sunlight. But, you know, yeah. I, I, eventually the anxiety passes.
1: So wait, have you been there before or was that your first time? I was time?
0: there when I was six. <laughs> and I don't. I don't remember having that reaction. Then I think my claustrophobia has gotten worse. I mean, most people are fine. And, wow. Um, the I wouldn't have guessed
1: that about there because you know there are narrow spots and it gets you know deeper as you go and stuff. But I never got the claustrophobic feel at all. Of right.
0: But our tour guide Daniel, he he kept saying, "Ed, there's a really cool thing you got to see." He was selling it to me. and <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad I stuck through it because it's really, really, really cool.
1: You know? It is really cool, and it's right in our backyard, and uh, literally, it's it's cool to look at and also cool to be there because it's only uh, 52 degrees. All right, one other thing to pick on before we go, and I hate to keep picking on you, man, but uh, the boss calls me and says, look, Tom, you know, Dolphin County's in green. You got to get a haircut. So I, I bit my tongue, but what I wanted to say was, wait a minute, my friend Ed Russo... He looks like, uh, you know, mountain man with his he new beard. Like,
0: no, Ed Russo looks like he just came out of Indian Echo and had been living there for 30
1: years. <laughs> yes, living there. Exactly. So how do you, how do you get away with a beard and I have to cut my long hair?
0: Um, well, so, so, so this. Really, so, so you really brought that up to him, that point.
1: I was going to, but I bit my tongue because um, I figured you probably liked your beard that you had. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell you out, but I'm curious about well, how you got away Tom,
0: with it. I'll tell you this: this is why. No, no, I, I really don't know why. You know, I think
1: because <laughs> you're just, you're so darn handsome with the thing. I, or I what? guess
0: so. It just fills in pretty nicely. It does not. It's not patchy. I guess. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's hard to answer like that it? question keep it? without sounding like, like I'm full of myself.
1: <laughs> well, do you want to keep it? Do you like it?
0: Well, I, I did ask the boss. I'm, I'm guessing it's the same one. And I said, hey, you know, I think I'm just going <laughs> to keep it and, and see what happens. We'll monitor it. Wow. We'll keep an eye wow. on it. Um,
1: I, I smell double standard, I'm just saying. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, when my hair was getting ridiculously long, it looked like I had a mop on my head, and I felt like the beard yeah. would, you well, know, toned it down a little bit.
1: Uh, My hair looked like the Michael McDonald from the <laughs> '70s. So
0: there you go. Yeah, I, yeah, I. Uh, so y- yeah, you just got a ca- cut. Cut uh, what last week?
1: Yeah, I just got a cut. So yeah. how's it feel? Well, it was. I, you know what? I, I kind of missed the long hair. I in in our business, I had, hair that had the hair short for so long that I hadn't grown it. It was kind of refreshing to to. Yeah. Go back but to then, that then 70s we, feathered look. I mean, Then you lose it, it,
0: you lose like five pounds.
1: <laughs> Just about. Well, Ed, it's always great to catch up yeah. with you. And uh, we'll uh, hope folks enjoy uh, us <laughs> rambling on about uh, so many various things. But please be careful during the heat wave. And uh, hopefully you and I will we'll start to see a break that we can tell people about and, and get people a little cooler weather coming up. All
0: right. Sounds good, Tom. Thanks for right. joining and thanks for listening to It's Raining Mets.